With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Sean, what are you hearing out there? Now, the Salisbury Stakeout. Salisbury Stakeout. On the Sean Salisbury Show. It's time for the Stakeout. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money. Astros National 710 first pitch, 6 o'clock on deck show. Tonight at Minute Maid Park, Texans minicamp continuing on today over at NRG Stadium. Vegas Golden Knights are your Stanley Cup champions. All right, Rhino, what you got? Yes, I just want to know what Sean's hearing out there. (laughs) So I've got uh, some audio here from NFL Network. They're talking about C.J. Stroud at the minicamp, and uh, this is what they had to say, and then I'm going to ask you a question about it. C.J. Stroud checked down to his running backs, didn't take too many shots in the end zone. However, when the field opened up and they were going up and down the field in 11-on-11, Stroud let the ball fly, worked the sidelines to both Woods and Nico Collins, hence that question. Now, Woods also said this team, this camp, this field, the energy that D'Amico Ryans has brought to the Houston Texans reminds him of those Rams 2017 team when... All right. So my question is, is and we're going to hear more audio from NFL Network, from D'Amico, just, you know, a lot of things surrounding the, you know, the Texans mini camp. Uh, but what I want to get started with here on the stakeout is the fact that just we're hearing a lot of positive things about C.J. Stroud. Uh, we're going to hear some audio later about how they want him to let it rip and take chances. And obviously he's, you know, that audio talked about him, you know, really going for it in 11 on 11. And the energy at the camp, you know, everyone's vibes are up right now, and I'm and I'm really excited about C.J. Stroud. Do you think a lot of that would get deflated if he's not the day one starter? What What are your thoughts on that? Oh, of course, and I know that they say they're going to leave it as an open competition job. It's C.J. Stroud's job to lose, not Davis Mills. Uh, Mills is, I mean, they'll let him compete, and I'm sure if put it this way, if they're equal or close, Stroud starts. Matter of fact, even if it's if, if as long as Stroud can get in and out of the huddle and shows signs of processing information that rookies may have trouble, it's a hard game and it's very difficult at that position. It's even though you play at Ohio State, it's different. I'm just telling you, it's different. I've watched it and I've seen it, and and how quickly it moves and how many different disguises defenses give you. That being said, there's a reason he was the second pick of the draft. He was a high performer at a high level in college, and it's his job to lose. It's not Dave, It's not Davis Mills. C.J. Stroud would have to fall on his face and prove that he doesn't know what cover two is and then throw it to the wrong guy every day for, for them not to give him first go. So he's getting it now, and he'll get it then. And Mills will get a chance to to compete as well, and he's got an advantage on that because he's been in the league a couple of years. But yeah, I'm excited, and he should let it rip. This is the time to let it rip. You, if you don't take chances in the off season, like okay, here's eleven on eleven, cover two, and we got a hole shot where the guy's outside receiver up in the hole, and the safety's lazy getting off the hash. Maybe in a game on third and three, you'd pull that back take a reset, throw the check down for a first down, which is fine. 
But also, don't as Tom Moore told us, and I guarantee he told Peyton Manning this, he told Tom Brady in Tampa this, he would tell us this in Minnesota. I'm sure Kurt Warner, when I did, if he wasn't with Kurt Carson Palmer in Arizona, oh, Terry Bradshaw, don't play scared, just don't play stupid. Which means if it's there, pull the trigger. I'm always going to support you. If you see it, you got the ball in your hand, rookie or 10-year veteran, let it rip. But if you're hesitant and you don't like it, pull it down, live to play another down and be smart. And as I've always said, live between zero and 15 yards. If you live there and are great there, Breeze, Brady, Manning, Allen, Mahomes, the other stuff will come. It usually does because people get tired of you getting completions on them and then they change up and then you get a chance at the shot, not the shot first. Now, I'm okay coming out and taking shots to loosen up a defense. So this is the time to see what you got. Take the shot on the seam route. It's practice. Let's find out what we can and can't do now, at least when teams are playing certain coverages and how to attack it. But be smart. Don't play scared. Don't play stupid. I know it's simple advice. And you say, well, Sean, doesn't that apply to everybody? Probably. But does everybody apply it? And that answer is no. So um, you, you making sure you keep your team in the right play. That'll be the number one. Can you handle all the disguises and the mental side of this position? Not because you're, you know, because um, of the system being too complicated. It's the fact that rookies got a lot going on, man. They got a lot going on. They're trying to impress, and they're and they're they're trying to live up to the hype. Just do all you got. Football. There's only eleven of them. They didn't add a twelfth guy here. That's in the CFL. So there's only so much you can do with eleven dudes. But those eleven guys are pretty good at doing it. So it's his job to lose. And unless he falls on his face when we open the season, C.J. Stroud's going to be your quarterback. And yes, Ryan, the air would be. If he goes out there and is playing well, and all of a sudden we show up and they're going to start Mills, not that I don't respect Davis Mills, because I do. I still think there's better football ahead somewhere for Davis Mills. I do. Yet, of course, and Mills in truth, what kind of shot would he have to fail? If he goes out there in game one and throws two picks, he's got no shot. He's got two picks and the crowd, you've lost them. D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick know this. Not that you're going to play him. If he can't get out of the huddle and call a cadence because he's a rookie, that's a different story. But C.J. Stroud's going to get every opportunity, and the crowd's going to suffer through some difficult times. Get used to it. He's going to throw a ball. They say, what the hell is he doing in the fall? He just is. But he's also going to, like you heard, let it rip, going to make some throws. You're like, oh, now I know why we drafted him. He's just got to make more of those than he does why the hell did you throw it there? And he will. He was drafted second for a reason. To play, not to watch. Unless he falls on his face, C.J. Stroud will be your quarterback in 2023. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I th- yep. I think There's uh, an energy, and that has to do with a new coach and a new quarterback and a new edge rusher. You answered three huge questions this offseason. I coach, think... defensive, uh, an edge rusher and a quarterback, and they're all going to play, and they're all going to coach it up and they're going to be ready to roll. Yeah, I think I think another thing to to note about the mandatory minicamp, everybody was a participant except for a few and that was because of like health reasons. So everybody showed up. It's a good thing. They should. I'm not going to I'm not applauding them for showing up. Sorry. And I and I know what you're saying, Brian, but I'm not giving I'm not high-fiving the group. I mean, in injuries you shouldn't compete. You know, if you're if you can't compete, you shouldn't be, but you could still show up and and get treatment or whatever it is, but I'm not applauding anybody for showing up to mandatory work. Okay? Hey, man, can you believe it? A guy wants a new contract even though he's under contract, 
but he showed up. Am I supposed to pat his ass on the back? No, you're under contract. Get paid. Get your ass to camp. Here in St. Louis, I mean, in, in Los Angeles, in Pittsburgh, in New England, in Kansas City, show up. Okay, so, yeah, nobody gets a pat on the back for showing up. It's great that they're all energetic and want to be a part of it, but it's called mandatory for a reason. You're supposed to show up and get paid, and if you're under contract, get your ass to camp. This team picked second last year. There's a reason why. They weren't any good. Now they've got some good young players and a change of energy and showing up as a group, getting people on the same page, understanding the culture of what you're building, hearing the verbiage every day, listening to the way the coaches talk and how they're approaching the practice field gives you an advantage when you come to training camp. Their goal should listen. If it, they they're not going to finish in last place in this division, I, I can't see it. I just can't unless I'm crazy now. So that means you're going to that they're going to have a chance. And in this division, it takes a couple players and a couple smart plays to win three or four extra games because you, it's a winnable division. Jacksonville was in the same situation two years ago. Now they're division champs. So um, culture matters and being at camp when it's mandatory. Nobody gets a pat on the back for showing up when they're mandatory from me. That's where you're supposed to be. It's your job. Yeah, because then you look over what's going on in Buffalo and Stephon Diggs didn't even show up. Well, that then you know what? Well, that's on Stephon Diggs and that's on them. And, and while he's a great player, he's a gamer. He doesn't have to show up. If it's mandatory, Stephon Diggs, just like every other dude. Is Josh Allen there? He is. Yeah, is, 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 is uh, Jordan, is Poyer there? Yes. Yeah, he, he's there. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, and in my mind, is the head coach there? Indeed. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I love Stephon Diggs. He is a great player. He's under contract. Unless he's hurt or has a legitimate excuse, he should be there. He doesn't get an, he doesn't get an applause for sitting at home or for coming to camp. It's mandatory. Get your ass to work. Yeah, and also... Uh some of those issues could be between Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs, but we'll see how that whole thing plays out up in Buffalo. Down here in Houston at NRG Stadium, D'Amico Ryans took the podium yesterday after mandatory minicamp, day one. What did he say about C.J. Stroud? We'll discuss it next on Sports Talk 790. Your all-new Sean Salisbury Show returns. You got attitude. I like it. Back to Sean Salisbury and Brian Lalima. Let's get it. On Sports Talk 790. Six short months we went together. Decided it should be forever. To pay checks for better than one. A diamond ring. And it's done. You're listening to the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. Astros beat the Nationals last night. They're back in action. 7-10 first pitch. Been talking about Texans mini camp, mandatory mini camp. Started yesterday, continues on today. D'Amico Ryans took the podium yesterday after day one of the mandatory mini camp. He talked about C.J. Stroud. This is what the new head coach had to say. Best thing I've seen about CJ just with his improvement and his growth. Just, he doesn't make the same mistake twice, right? He learns from his mistakes, puts those behind him, and he finds a way to continue to improve and get better. And that's the main thing we want out of all of our guys is to continue to build off of the things you learn, continue to build off that and grow your game to truly become. That's what being a pro is. So CJ is definitely headed in the right direction when it comes to that. Let me go first. So he doesn't make the same mistake twice. you got to love it from a rookie quarterback. And again, we had, what, voluntary OTAs and mandatory minicamps. Small sample size, but the optimism is up with C.J. Stroud. 
And it is practice, but you can start to get guys. I, give me a guy. Now, special guys, Some there, there are some special ones who don't practice well or maybe hard or smart and still play well. Those are unique cats. When we talk about it, it is a small sample size, but I start to see trends in players. I've seen it. If I can't play well on the practice field and understand what's going on then, what the hell am I going to do when a team disguises and they're running around and we don't know what the card says during scout team about what coverage they're playing? So this is, a, this is where you start to see who you got and what their makeup is. I've said every, listen, there was a, throughout my career, it didn't take long to figure out why the great players were great. Aside from talent, it what made them stay a little longer, work a little smarter, get over it a little quicker, uh, do it a little faster, uh, get to the next drill a little more urgently, um, not afraid to make a mistake, but also not afraid to be play it safe when necessary and then let it rip when necessary, understanding game situations. All that's built on the practice field. Championships don't get won just in October. Now, I know we crown them in February and get to the playoffs in late December, January, or in college football when we crown a national title in January. Not, they don't win the title then. That's when they're crowned the title. The title's won doing all this crap. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, the things that, that are monotonous and boring, and I tell quarterbacks all the time, I say it's boring. It's boring to be great. Why? The, should I say the process to get there? Throwing a slant 45 times in practice. When we're doing individual. Nope. Get it out quicker. Get ready for the first window. All right, hold it. Get to the second window. Anticipation. We've thrown curl flat combo 40 times. Yes, it's boring. On the 41st one, don't miss it then when it's wide open. So the, all the monotony that goes, and you, you guys know it. It doesn't matter what sport. Do you think Steph Curry got great shooting by showing up when the opening day started or by playing on Christmas Day? No. Like Bird, like him, like the great players, they stood out there and shot in a lonely gym when nobody was watching them regularly. And now you're on the field. And then when you leave here, what lonely work are you going to do between the next time get together? So, yeah, the, the, D'Amico Ryans is 100% correct. And I'm going to tell you the hardest thing to do as a young quarterback. And I'll speak for that position on this. And maybe it's the case anywhere. The quarterback, listen, a linebacker misses a tackle. While we may talk about it, you may have a strong safety in the hole to clean it up. Everybody sees every blunder a quarterback makes. And at times, sometimes there's nobody there to clean it up, maybe in protection. But when you throw and miss and a guy's wide open, God and the world see it. So how are you going to fix it? The hardest thing to do is get over what's going to happen regularly. Mistakes. You're going to make a wrong decision. You're going to make a poor throw. How urgently and efficiently can you get over it where it doesn't affect the next step? And it, it does. It takes a unique rookie at that position to say, I'm getting my ass handed to me today, but how do I scramble around and, and, and make six or seven plays that at least give my team a chance to win? That's when you know you got a player, when he's not playing well and he gives the rest of the Cats a chance to win. I can overcome a defensive tackle not getting a sack. 
I can't overcome a quarterback who takes one mistake and piles it on another one and mentally and emotionally can't get over it. And before you know it, he's killed me four straight series. And now we're down to Mahomes by three touchdowns and we ain't coming back. So I love hearing this. And one of the best traits is how emotionally and mentally do you handle failure? Because I'm telling you, he's going to have a bunch of failure as a rookie, as they all do. But in order to get over it quickly, because I think he's got special qualities and listening to D'Amico, D'Amico does too. I think it's pretty cool that he feels that way about, about it. I don't know how you guys feel about mistakes, but the quicker you, we've all been there, the longer I let it fester, the worse I played. And C.J. Stroud's a better player. Uh, we've got more from the guys at NFL Network talking about C.J. Stroud and what we could potentially see on the offensive side and the offensive game plan for the Texans. We'll hear the audio and discuss next on Sports Talk 790. This is the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. Are you not entertained? And let us begin. Now at 9% alcohol level. There you go. On Sports Talk 790. If I had to One of the best country songs of all time. It's Two Dozen Roses by Shenandoah. Wow. I praise. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I like the song, but uh, I'm surprised to hear you uh, so high on it. Normally you uh, dislike half of what I play on. What are you talking? You're so dramatic, dude. Yeah, you, you'd you like bury everything he plays. Oh, like Zach, God. Zach Brown. Zach Brown. You hate Zach Brown. <laughs> No. Chicken fry. That song blows. You hate uh, Florida Georgia Line. No, 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 no. No, guys. George Strait. Okay, I see what you guys are doing. This is the same narrative that you guys create when it comes to my country music taste as what we do for you and your uh, Cindy, what's her name? Heather Locklear, Cindy Lauper, and and, uh, uh, and whoever else that chick is. What does Cindy Lauper have to do with anything? The chick that you went on a date with when you were living in Hollywood. You can look. And you will find me. So when you were, no. cr- didn't you used to have a date? Didn't you have a, date, you with, you have a Hummer the, back in the day that she rode into, right? With uh, Belinda Carlisle. No, Belinda Carlisle was the the red Porsche that Sean used red to have. Porsche. But didn't you have Cindy Lauper with you in a in a Hummer or something like that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I also had you in a Hummer, no pun intended. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so that's what y'all are doing. No. No, we're just saying that, no, we, we can play back the tape how many times. Oh, I hate that guy. I hate, I hate that this band. song. You hate this. What a, that's a banger. No, it's not. It's not I mean, a you said, that about, you said that about George Strait. No, said, oh, oh, worst my ever. I gosh. can't believe you said that. Dude, you're going to get... Hap- see see this- what happens? Keep it up about... See what happens when you keep it up about the Belinda Carlisle stuff? What happens? I'll get you back. <laughs> see this... Hey, I, I'm a scorekeeper. Be careful. Right, but, but here's yeah. the difference. See, there's people that are listening that are going to call other shows on our lineup, and they're going to be like, that Brian crying Lalima guy, Guess what? he wears he yoga was, pants, hey. and he hates George Strait. I heard Sean tell him. I heard Sean hey. say it. Yeah, well, guess what? Deal with some adversity, dude. You're a rookie quarterback right now. That's fine. Okay? Fair enough. Deal with, deal with, hey, you know what? Just don't make the same mistake twice. Damn right. Don't tell Rhino you hate George Strait twice. Look, okay? you, you, find, All right. you find out a lot about yourself in your darkest hours. Oh, my God. That is oh. so true. Thanks, Zig Ziglar. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. The Thank money's you, in uh, the follow-up. Man, I think incredible... 
Grant Cardone. Uh, great motivational speech, man. I'm, What's the other guy? T- uh, Tony. Tony Robbins. Tony, t- yeah, Tone Robbins. Tone. Anthony, Tony. Tony Robbins. Tone Locke. Oh, yeah. Tone Loke. You can try it again, though. It's Tone Loke. Okay. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you two. Okay. So here's okay. an interesting question. It's right. really not that it's, interesting. It's not that interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. From your guys' perspective. Uh-huh. What do you expect from C.J. Stroud as a rookie? Ryan, you want to take it first or you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. Um, I expect C.J. Stroud to play well, but I also expect struggles. Um, I just think that he will succeed because of the style of offense that the Texans are going to run. And that's with Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary. They've got some pretty good receivers you know, Robert Woods is the veteran, obviously. Nico Collins, what are we going to see from him? Is John Mechie going to be healthy? But I just think the style of offense that they're going to bring here, similar to what we saw in San Fran, where we saw, um, uh, why am I drawing it? Brock Purdy succeed. If Brock Purdy, and that's not taking anything away from Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy can succeed in that offense and play well like he did, who's to say that C.J. Stroud can't do the same? Now, Again, 49ers were a better overall team, better offensive weapons. There's no question about it. But this offensive line is good. They were upgraded with Shaq Mason. So I think he's going to play well, but I also, I'm not saying he's going to throw for 4,000 yards, but I just think we're going to see some struggles from him at time, um, which you're going to see in any rookie. But if he's learning from mistakes early and asking like his defensive coordinator on coverages and things like that, then I mean the optim. I always go back to the optimism. The optimism is high for me, as it should be. Rhino, what do you got? Well, <clears throat> Brian makes some great points, and to piggyback off of what he's saying, based on what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling, I expect him to exceed expectations. I don't expect him to be perfect, but I because obviously we talked about the mistakes of a rookie quarterback. But I expect whatever the expectations are for him to exceed them. And for him to make whoever said negative things about him at the draft combine or like, you know, leading up to the draft to, to regret those words and hopefully have to walk him back because it seems like he's really dialed in. He's asking questions nonstop, which is great when you are young in any profession. You know, you need to ask questions from your superiors, from your veterans to learn everything that you can as quick as possible. So the fact that he is so inquisitive, doesn't want to make the same mistake twice, it's throwing with confidence. I expect him to get out there and exceed expectations because that's the kind of guy he seems to be. And he is going to destroy that narrative of, oh, maybe he doesn't test well or maybe his cognitive skills aren't great. I I expect him to blow all of that stuff out of the water as long as he's got the proper protection. But as far as what he can control, I expect him to do an amazing job. You think there'll be people out there? At the end of this season, that say, why'd we take him? No. <laughs> I, I really I don't think anybody will question us taking him. I mean, he would have to be really I mean, it'd be high. asinine. Yeah, but do you think you don't think that'll exist? No. I, I don't think so. I mean, he has to be getting sacked like David Carr for us to be having doubts oh, about with, this team and, or, and, and his ability. Or throwing pick after pick after pick. Right. I'm with you. I think that this, we said, no matter what went on this offseason, and a lot went on this offseason about who we should and shouldn't take and why are you doing this and don't take the quarterback, settle for, you know, go go down and grab Hendon Hooker. I'm not, I'm not a believer in CJ. So remember how often we heard that and even around the, well, they're probably I not going to take it. one. Yeah, everybody did. 
And when well, I can't say everybody, but think about what happened when they the entire it felt like the entire national broadcast world was talking about it. But think that goes to show you that no matter what, if you have to have one, if you love him, you take him. Right. And apparently they loved him. And in early returns, say he's validating that. If you can see, you know, the old forest through the trees in the fall and say, okay, because go to Trevor Lawrence, his rookie year. He made some mistakes. You're like, man, what kind of player is he going to be? Then the second year, like, ooh, that's the type of player he's going to be. And now year three, you're expecting a breakout top 10 type quarterback in a league player. C.J. Stroud, similar in size, big physical kid, can throw it. Huge numbers in college, played at a big-time program. Why not him? So I'm anxious to see his growth. But if he'll just get completions and overcome negative plays and get over them quickly, the Houston Texans will have their best quarterback since Watson and hopefully a guy who actually wants to be here, not bolt on you after a few years. Ironically, the same agent. Yeah, I I um, I think with C.J. Stroud, they made the right decision, and I think people would be crazy unless he, like I said, unless he throws pick after pick after pick, would be crazy to say, ah, the Texans shouldn't have picked him. They made and the wrong decision. Even if he decision. does throw a bunch, even if he throws 18 picks this year, if he gets over things, then year two he'll be off the charts. There's going to be some growing pains, but they will be better because he'll be able to do some things, as much as I respect Davis Mills, that Davis just can't do. And that's why you take him second. It's okay. the way it is. Okay, so let me ask you, Sean, and we can do this for the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Where yep. do you see his biggest weakness going into his first professional season? And what he could struggle is it coverage? Is it accuracy? Is it the mental clock? Let's uh, let's sit on that in the eight o'clock I think hour. They, I think there's time we'll tell, but there's two things that come to mind uh, right off the bat. All right, let's discuss that next here on the Sean Salisbury Show. It's a whole new ball game around here. A new sound spectacular. Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, Sean Salisbury, longtime friend, Sean Salisbury, Brian Lalima. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, it says I'm gonna win big. This is the all new Sean Salisbury Show. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour on the Sean Salisbury Show here on Sports Talk 790. Sean Salisbury, Brian Lima, Ryan Money. You can also listen to us on the free iHeartRadio app. Astros and Nationals. Back in action tonight at Minute Maid Park, 710 first pitch. Framber Valdez on the mound. Six o'clock, the on-deck show starts right here on your home. For Astros Baseball Vegas, Golden Knights are your Stanley Cup champions in the NHL. We're talking about the NFL, specifically the Texans minicamp. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We've heard from D'Amico Ryans talking about CJ Stroud learning from his mistakes early in the uh, OTAs. Mandatory minicamp day one, day two today. We've also heard a little bit from NFL Network. So now I pose a question to you, Sean. 
Where do you think his biggest struggles in C.J. Stroud will be in his first season as a pro? Well, I think a, a couple. Obviously, the processing of information, even at Ohio State and in the Big Ten, it's just going to move faster. The thing when I came into the league, my first thing that I noticed was, even if you played at a big program, and listen, my, the practice field at USC, I, I could go on and list 25 guys that, had long careers in the pros that were on defense over that four-year period. And I can remember showing up as a, as a freshman thinking, okay, high school All-American. And then you f- realize the first time when Chip Banks decides to pass rush, he had 6'5", 225. It was different than even it was, you know, that you saw on TV and, and how good you made. You all, no matter who you were in high school, you had to feel like, man, do I fit in with these great players? The speed was different. And then the level of NFL to, to how quick they respond, I guess. The speed, you know, a guy runs 4-4, four, four, he runs 4-4. Four, four. But how quickly the reaction time is for guys, you say, oh, my gosh. If you split-second hesitation as a quarterback throwing the ball, now even if your arm's powerful, you'll fit some in. But the, to anticipate, because in college, so this is number one, when Ryan Day and they're calling plays for you and they're saying, okay, your head's snapping over to the sideline, you're waiting, it's going down, they're calling everything for you. And rookie quarterbacks all around go through this. Bryce Young will face some of this as well. Is they're calling everything for you, you know, they're giving hand signals down to 10 seconds, 12 seconds, 10, 9. You know, when that, when that thing cuts off for you in the NFL, we're not telling you every protection, every coverage while the play is in, while, while the clock's winding down. Now it's on you. It's on the coach to get you to play. And now you've got to understand where my checks are, where the trouble is, because at a certain time, that thing in your ear, in your head, the, the, the transmitter goes off. And unlike college, where all the guys are snapping their head over and they're basically informing you where the best place to throw the ball. Now you've got to decipher that. And it's different. Not that you can't, but you're used to. Ryan Day or who's ever over there, wigwagging signals in and saying, okay, you're not huddling. You're looking over there. The, the receivers are looking over there. We're not doing that in the next on Sundays. It's a, it's a different game. So the, 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 how quickly things move for you. But along with that is you happen to control the information yourself at a certain time throughout and the preparation that goes. This is a job now. It's not a two-hour meeting with your quarterback coach. This is work on your own. They're not telling you what you're here. It's, it's a full-time job. And at quarterback, it's more than just the eight hours. So that one thing, not that he can't, but that's the, the level of commitment it takes to be great. And as a rookie, you're going to be, you're going to be swimming and it's sometimes feeling like you're sinking. That's, so that's at the top of it, understanding that now the, the training wheels are off, even though at Ohio State, you say that's a big program. And the personnel, their guys were the, this dominant. They had four and five great players. Now the great equalizers, the other guys. Secondly, you saw at Georgia in the Georgia game how good his feet can be. He is not a natural escape guy. He is probably the best pure traditional thrower from that pocket and smooth of any of the guys that were drafted this draft. But the ability to extend plays naturally like you see certain guys do. That isn't a natural, like a, a regular thing for because he didn't do it much. What he did most of the time is deliver the ball on time with accuracy and make big plays. So that's another thing because what happens in your mind as a quarterback, if things break down, you'll want to bail earlier. In the NFL, it's okay. 
you use your legs as a check down as your go-to guy after the third one, your third read breaks down, at least normal as, as you become a more adept at reading defenses. This now, and you're going to have to read them because nobody's going to be able to tell you after 15 seconds what the coverage, which they've disguised to, which they're not doing a great deal of in college, minimal in high school, more in college, a ton of it in the NFL, is the ability to hang and be patient and then naturally escape. And instead of getting your first read and head down at the pass rush and watching the pass rush, what's an advantage for him is that he's not a natural escape guy, so his eyes are up the field. He's, a, he's p- trying to push the ball, move the ball with his arm. And you saw Georgia, he had to do it to keep them alive, and he did it to uh, the best I'd seen him do it in his entire career. The question is at the next level, if you can force him to have to beat you with his legs, will it become more natural like it is for Bryce Young? which is not a bad thing because I've always believed I want a pocket guy first and escape guy second, not the other way around. Escape guys first don't win Super Bowls. They, they, they haven't. They, they, we, we don't have one that does. Pocket guys that escape great like Mahomes and throw off schedule win. Pure pocket guys that can't escape can win if they're Brady. We're in a different area. you got to do both. I don't know how natural it's going to be for him on the regular escape basis. So those are two things. But listen, it's the, it's the preparation every day of knowing how quickly in the disguise that you're going to see that coaches were helping you through damn near till the ball was snapped in college. It is a definite change. Do you think he's going to have any issues with reading different coverages? Of course. A 10-year veterans do. Of course, they're going to disguise him. He's a rookie, and you know he's playing. You're going to come in, and all of a sudden in college, say, oh, that's cover two, the two, two deep safeties are 15 yards, and they're sitting on a hash mark, and, and it's going to, this is who they are 70% of the time, and you're going to study the, the tape, and the analytics are going to tell you. And then you're going to do it, and it's different, third and six, uh, third and six in the red zone, third and six at midfield, third and six backed up, second and 10. And while these are all relevant in college, too, it's just, it, it's a, different type of it. We have more coverages. We have, listen, think about this. Think about Will Anderson. Those guys that, that exist that you, that can chase your running back down in the backfield. You, you, you get those guys, Bosa, and then the way they play tricks and games, and they're going to try to okie-dokie and show you blitz from one side on a regular basis to get your head there, and then they're going to blitz off the front and hit you right in your friggin' chin. Yes, and it does happen in college. It's going to happen more often, and of course, if I'm a defensive coordinator, do you think I'm going to line up and play two deep zone against a rookie and allow him to see the same coverage on a regular basis? That's asinine. Yeah, I'm going to make him, I'm going to make him his head on a swivel. So, Because the worst thing for a quarterback is when you're overthinking it's hard to physically make the to throw the ball where you want it. When you know what's going on mentally, the natural ability to throw the ball, you don't hesitate, you throw on time. So there will be bouts of hesitation. Bryce Young's going to suffer through it. Levis, all of them do. Second-year quarterbacks do. Davis Mills did. Yes, the disguise, the hardest thing to do is to be able, in a matter of just a couple seconds, get the play, snap the ball, process the information, get it out to the right guy on time, when you're a rookie and you're still not sure how all your formations fit in. Yeah, but he, but he's a great player and he'll learn quick according to it. But yes, he's going to go through those times where he's going to come out of a game saying, what the hell just happened? And then he's going to come out of a game saying, man, that was easier once you learn from it. So yeah, it's going to be the, the toughest part of a quarterback. It's not throwing it. It's throwing it on time to the right guy and understanding why you're throwing it there and being able to do it. 
and it happens in less than three seconds. The guys at NFL Network talked about the development of C.J. Stroud and what D'Amico Ryans also has said about the development. We'll hear the audio and discuss next on the Sean Salisbury Show. Sean Salisbury, Brian LaLima, the all-new Sean Salisbury Show. Let's do it! Now with three new flavors. It was exciting. What else do I have going on? On Sports Talk 790. Lord have mercy, baby's got a blue jeans on. Rolling along here on the Sean Salisbury Show. We got Michael Connor joining us at nine o'clock to talk Astros, and we got Astros general manager Dana Brown joining the show at nine thirty this morning. The Astros are back in action tonight in May Park, taking on the Nationals at seven ten. You've got Framber Valdez on the mound. The Texans minicamp continuing today. Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup in the NHL. Boy, they dominated nine. Was that an ass whooping? Nine to three. Nine goals. I My wonder if anybody God. in a in a in a elimination game like that in the in the finals has scored nine times. There's no I mean, way. I, I can't remember, and I've been watching hockey for a long time, and maybe I missed something along the way. I don't remember in an elimination game where the winning team pumped nine goals in in a hockey game. I mean, that's the equivalent, seriously, of scoring about a buck fifty in basketball. It's crazy. It's it's nuts. Or or scoring sixty in football. Can you imagine going to the Super Bowl? I know the forty ers beat the Chargers up pretty good, but hanging sixty three is winning sixty three to fourteen in a Super Bowl where it's supposed to be the two best teams. I mean, they just curb stomped them the entire series. And then if they you know how to say it's like at Augusta when you got a two stroke lead and you bogey and win by one stroke, and you're bummed. You win the tournament, but you bogeyed because you had a little real estate lead. This was like you got a three-stroke lead or two-stroke lead, and you hit a hole. You you you, you eagled to, to to win by four instead of two. I mean, this is nine. They scored nine goals. <laughs> I mean, it was what was it six? It was six to one at the end of the second period. I think. I mean, at that point in time, you're like, okay. The white flag, throwing the white towel, man. This is, they're done. I mean, it was a beatdown. And then to cap it off with like an exclamation point times five to handle, hang nine runs on, on the Florida team, unreal. It was absolutely unreal the way the Las Vegas, you know, Golden Knights rolled through this. Incredible. Yeah. They, Congratulations to them. They beat the hell out of them. Sure like, did. They dominated. All right. Mm-hmm. Guys at NFL Network had some things to say about C.J. Stroud and his development. This is what they said. And this just happened to be the week for C.J. Stroud to be with the ones. As for Stroud's development, Ryan said he's pleased with how he's come along. He says he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I asked Amico Ryan's how they're instilling the age-old question of willing to take those shots while protecting the football, particularly around the goal line. He says he wants Stroud to let it rip. Obviously, not every throw is going to be perfect, but they want to attack, similar to what we've heard about D'Amico Ryan's defense. He wants the offense to play the same way. He says, as a quarterback, sometimes they just have to make it happen. Yeah, so he wants him to let it rip, Sean. Yeah, about the football. Yes, yes. And you know what? And I'm and I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, I listen. I don't show me a quarterback who's scared. I'll show you a guy who's afraid to take some chances, calculated chances. 
you're not going to win a lot with them. Now, that doesn't mean, well, Sean, you said get completions. Yes, that uh, that's exactly right. But when the shot is there, you have to take it. You can't be afraid of the failure that comes with pushing the ball down the field. But listen, if there's three guys covering run, one, you wouldn't do that in the schoolyard. In basketball, you'd go to the guy who wasn't covered to take it yourself. It's the same thing here. If you think you got a shot, pull the trigger. The best you can hope for as a quarterback in football is twofold. One, your mismatch. You're looking to create mismatches. My guy's better than your guy. And two is to create confusion, meaning I'm making it look real complicated to the defense, but real simple for us on offense. And that, that's, that's what you're hoping for. And man coverage, good gracious. If you get man coverage on a regular basis, my guy better beat your guy. So when you got a chance, take your shot. But otherwise, pull it down. We'll live to play another down, and I'll dial up that play again if we beat him and you missed it. It's okay. Listen, I don't know a guy in the history of this game's ever completed 100% of his passes without throwing a pick on a regular basis every season. He will make mistakes, but I can tell you this. If you're willing to take shots and just be smart with the football, but when they're there, judicious shots, you you got the skill set. See, it's one thing. He's got the ability to make every throw. Now make the simple throw when necessary, but it's okay to take a shot on a difficult tight window throw where it's like, you know, the size of a coffee can. I'm okay with that, and I don't want him to play scared, and your quarterback has got to be able to play aggressive, and if you throw a pick, be willing to throw a second one, meaning – if that same guy is open again and you were a split second late the first time, let it rip again. I'm a bad I Let it rip's a very phrase I've used forever with my quarterbacks. Just to put your foot in the ground and let it go. If you're uh, the worst quarterback is a hesitant one. And you can't win in this league hesitating. Those guys are too good on defense. Yeah, it's the old saying, Sean. You say let it rip, and I say don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Are you the same animal but a different beast? Yeah. Hmm. Give me that. Give me that again. Don't let the Don't fear let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That's right. I mean, listen. <laughs> you, you may strike out, but. Don't get scared now, right? Yeah, scared money it's don't make late. money. It's too late to get scared, dude. We got time to be scared. Right. We ain't, we ain't messing around. Let's go. Scared so, money yeah. don't make money. You miss it 100% of the shots that you don't take. You miss and 100% coming, of the passes that you don't throw. That's true. If you don't pull the trigger, you miss 100% of the passes you don't let rip, right? Exactly. So if you don't throw it, it's hard to complete it. B- bingo. Man, you're a wealth yeah. of motivational speech. At, what is it, uh, 8.43 in the morning? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I'm filled with motivation. I'm ready to go do some things. Let you're, it rip. You ready to run through a wall? Uh, twice. Yeah? Ready to go do some sprints on the beach? Yep, twice. Okay. Opportunities Just don't happen, sprints. Sean. You create them. Damn right. Man, this, I'll tell you what. If you're looking for motivation in the morning with your mm-hmm. coffee, this is the place to get it. Stuff I've never heard before, like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. There incredible, it is. Incredible insight by you guys, man. Unbelievable. Out of the mountain of despair is a stone of hope. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's this for motivation? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Is that part of the – does any motivation I, guy do that? I read that. I had that problem growing up. Yep. <laughs> you know, like See if your aunt's had balls, she'd be your uncle. Yeah, so did your aunt actually have balls? Big ones. 
She so did. So now what is she? She might be my uncle, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> if you're hunted, bull, she be your uncle. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Hey, Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, this is if you, I'll tell you what, if you don't learn anything about, you know, dropping back and, and making a pitch or, or a throw or, or pitching or hitting a home run. You learn how to get motivated. I'll tell you, well, we've got some incredible speech givers here. Well, I might have the quote of the year that I'm going to say for next. What is it? We'll find out. Only on Sports Talk. Wow, what a tease. What a tease. 2022 World Series Champions. Champs again. Back again to talk about it, Sean Salzberg on your home of the champs. Houston proud and Houston strong. Sports Talk 790. You were the first thing that I thought of when I thought I drank you off my mind. When I get lost in the liquor, you're the only one I find. If I did. Welcome back to the Sean Salisbury Show. Astros National 710 First Pitch, 6 o'clock on deck show. Texans mini camp, mandatory mini camp rolling along today. CJ Stroud one running the offense with the first team. Stanley Cup champions are the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, Rhino, what's this uh, riveting... Yes. Tease that you had for us? Yeah, riveting tease. Uh, yeah. I think could be our, hopefully, our next inspirational quote that we roll with uh, for years to come because I just love inspiring you guys to achieve greatness. And the bad news is time flies. Good news is you're the pilot. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That'll take you to a whole new level, Rhino. You're you the spent pilot, the whole baby. night. Did you? Did you? Did you pontificate to pull that out of your backside? Where'd that come from? Can't take credit for it. Uh, apparently, it's from Michael Alschuler, whoever that is. So yeah. you're, it's not yours. It's not mine, but it inspires me every day, Sean. Okay, it can be, it's a it's a mantra you, for you me. It's should, a motto. You literally I like just it. Said you have it. You should have just said it was yours. I no, yeah, dude. I got to give can't. credit. I got to give credit hey, you to Michael. Cite that you got. Cite these nuts. Okay. <laughs> cite these nuts. Well, Wits at Vision will help you cite it. That's all. Hey. hey. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking yes. of the the face region, if you keep your face towards the sunshine, shadows will fall behind you. By the way, CJ Stroud should be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I've got one more piece of audio for you on a serious note about Fubal. Sure you do. Fubal. Sure you do. Sean loves Fubal. So there you go. Uh, a lot of people have speculated what is Case Keenum going to do for the Texans? What's his role going to be on the team? Some people thought maybe he'd even start over CJ and Davis if you know if Davis wasn't adequate and CJ wasn't ready. That kind of thing. The NFL Network weighed in on what Case Keenum's role will be. This is what they said. Well, I know when he was here for the draft, or when I was here for the draft, there was talk about Case Keenum being a coach on the field, and that seemed like what was happening there at minicamp practice. Case Keenum, frankly, didn't get very many reps in the portion that was open to us, which was most of the practice. They had to walk through a little bit before we went out there. But Case Keenum took his reps, but it was mostly Davis Mills and C.J. Stroud uh, rotating throughout. And to hear people who have been here the entire OTA process, it's played out like that. So Case Keenum had 
has familiarity with this system, of course, started his NFL career here with Gary Kubiak, who, of course, is a Mike Shanahan disciple. And this offense with Bobby Slowick, first-time offensive coordinator, is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. So it's all related there. Case Keenum has familiarity with this offense and is serving as that coach on the field here. But, yeah, I think Case Keenum knows at this point in his career how to get ready to play with limited reps. And I think we'll see more of that play out in training camp. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's a security blanket for a guy who gets it, been around the league, understands different systems, and doesn't need a lot of practice time to come in and win a game for you, which if he has to do, he can. That's that's what this is, and it's a really good one. Good security blanket to have and, and to have around and to be able to walk C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills both through some situations that see that, that – Quite frankly, Case Keenum faced himself at one point in time, and I can tell you, I, I, I haven't been in the situation where you're you're there, you're a helping hand, you don't need a lot of practice time, you stay on it mentally, but if we need a game to win and somebody or two guys are hurt or not prepared, uh, physically can't go out there, then he's there to help out. He's not going to be the quarterback, but he's going to be a quarterback. He's a def. He's he's the veteran presence, but also a formidable backup if anything happens. And he can start for you if you need him for four games and win. The guy's proven it. Yeah. So I, I like that they brought him in. Plus, he he enjoys being here. He enjoys being in the city. It's not like he just needed a place to go. Like he wanted to come here and knew his role coming in. So why not bring him in? It's only going to yeah, help. A, it's only going to help the rookie. It's a great security blanket too for the team to know they have their third quarterback who can win for you, which is, you don't, you don't find that every day. It's Ex- good to have. Exactly. It's, it's a perfect, uh, perfect mix of having a veteran to help your young guy, but also a security blanket and a guy that's been there, done that as your backup. All right, we turn our attention back to the Houston Astros as we welcome in Michael Connor next on Sports Talk 790. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.